Welcome to another episode of Books, Beer, and Networking. On this episode, we are going to talk about the art of happiness. And my co-host here today is Jackson Bubultz with Elevated Insurance. How are you doing, Jackson? I am lovely, Rob. Awesome. So we just had a great football game last night, and the Packers got their ass kicked. But anyway, I wouldn't call that a man. <laughs> That's a whole other conversation. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll leave that alone. It's like, you know, there's a lot of people out there today that are probably bummed for that game. But you know what? It's all part of life and being happy. So don't let that ruin your day. That's what you're going to give me to build off of? All right. So um, this month, so the month of uh, September here we read um, The Art of Happiness. And this is one, especially this first year of beer books and networking, we're pulling a lot of the classics, books that have been really impactful to people's lives. And uh, this is one, Rob, I shared at a book club. I read this book in 2007. So I was in college. I didn't know anyone who's Buddhist, didn't you know really know much about any of that stuff. And um, one of the guys who I was selling with in my internship had just had a rock star week. And he said, hey, I read this book and it was a great book. So this is what helped me. So I thought, okay, let's, uh, let's get down to it. And um, what, what I found, I mean, this is, I've probably gone through this book a little over um, 10 times now, but being able to read it and take notes on it, it just brought back those underlying tones of, um, you know, what brings us all together. It's like, I think it's page two where the Dali talks about when I open a conversation with someone before I think about what the topic of the conversation is or what we're trying to achieve or, um, you know, what makes us different, I think, hey, we, we're both human. We're both at this point living as the same being, human beings, and we have this very powerful brain and we have an opportunity to, to sit down. And he says that is more powerful and more important and ties us together more strongly than the color of someone's skin or their education or where, um, you know, where they were brought up. So page two, I was like, all right, <laughs> let's do this thing. This is, this is what I want to hear right now. Well, that's cool. I, you know, it was like one of the biggest things I got out of that book too. I mean, it, for, for me, it was, um, it was not one of the easiest books to get through. Uh, but you know, I understand, you know, the art of happiness. And one of the biggest things that I got out of it that resonates with me is that change is constant. And if you're not willing to change, you know, whether it's your relationships, your job, or what you're doing, you tend to suffer a lot. And, you know, change is hard. And I think change, if you can embrace it, even though it's hard and doing a lot of, you know, it can make you better. It can make you happy. If you just get through that mindset of, okay, something you have to do. I've gone through a lot of changes this year in 2019. And, you know, it was hard. You know, I went from a period that I wasn't really doing, you know, my podcast the way I really wanted to do. And I took a different path thinking that was going to be better. And that was a hard change for me. But it took that change to realize what my passion was. And that's sitting here be behind the mic. <laughs> and, you know, so and now I'm back and I'm happier. And, you know, it's something that, uh, you know, my wife encouraged me when I made that change from what I was doing this summer in a job that was stressing me out. And she goes, do what makes you happy. And that support and, you know, that level of us, you know, going, you know, do what makes you happy. Mm -hmm. And that that's, that's, I mean, I felt good because I was scared to make that change because, you know, I told her about that and she's like, just do it. 
If that was make you happy, then do it. And and with that type of mindset, um, the second piece, which we've covered other books like Seven Habits and things like that, which talk about that, is once you understand that, good, now how do you put that into place? And we're going to be talking about planning a little bit later in a, a different podcast. But one of the things that I thought was really interesting about our our talk yesterday when we met with everyone at um, Bar Louie in Brookfield is we were talking about change is consistent. Like it always happens. There's nothing that we can do to stop change. And we see so many people struggle and really work to keep things the way they were, the way that they were most comfortable. And that is a way to do it. And you can put in the effort to get things back the way they were, the way you remember them or how you'd like to see them. But the other side that we talked about is that same effort could be put into saying, hey, the, the winds of change are moving this way. This is the next thing. We can't really stop it. So instead of trying to make it the way it was, how can we take what's going on and make it exactly what we need it to be? Yeah. Um, one of my favorite parts of the book, Rob, is when um, when the Dali tells the um, story of Kisipatami, which is um, the it's a it's a story from the original Buddha, and this woman Kisipatami had lost her infant child, and she went to the Buddha and she said, "I'm just so sad and I'm so depressed, and there's nothing I." I I'm just lost. Please give me back, bring me my child back. And the Buddha said, you know what? This isn't a problem. We can do this. What I need you to do is go to get a cup of rice from a family. And she said, oh, great. I can do that. And he said, but it has to be a cup of rice from a family that's never experienced the death of a partner, a child, a parent, or a neighbor. And she said, oh, okay, that might be a little bit harder, but okay. So she went out and into the village and she started talking with families and of course, as she's going through her, her search for this cup of rice, she's finding that there isn't a family that hasn't had a loss. And by the time she had come back to the Buddha, she had been healed. He wasn't able to bring her, her infant back, but he was able to show her that what happens isn't specific to her, but this is something that happens throughout humanity. And, and those are some of the bigger picture things. I think that's why we have religion you know, of, of any type is to help us understand when we have those crazy, crazy emotional things, how can we, one, work our way out of that, and two, even go as far as to find happiness or find excitement about some of those hardships? Um, you talked about enemies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was, um, yeah, that, went, that went, went a little deep yesterday on the enemies and stuff like that. So, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff with, you know, the enemies and what you can do and, you know, how you can relate to them and, you know, we're all human at the at the core of it, and it really comes down to your beliefs, and and I'm not even going to go into all that today. <laughs> but I mean, uh, I think Jorge was bringing up he was he was talking about how um, we don't really learn anything when we win, when we win or when we we get the deal or whatever it is. It went the way we planned it, and, and that meant that. At that point, we've understood how to do that process, and we're there. And anytime we do that same process again, we're now almost working backwards, right? We're in our comfort zone, and it's the challenges or those people in our life who just make you want to pull your hair out sometimes. Um, the the Dali really encouraged us to step back and say, look, that person is probably sh showing you something about yourself that you don't want to address, and... You know, right or wrong doesn't matter. That is someone who, if you can find ways to better understand where they're coming from, you're going to better understand yourself. And and that's 
the the last piece of this book, which I think in all the times I've read it, Rob, I've missed this, but I got it this time. I, I've always missed it before. So I was like, oh, 50 pages left. I'm almost done with this one. I was listening, you know, about an hour left. And I got it this time uh, where he talks about honesty and with, you know, talking about our, our enemies and how challenging they can be. They are our clearest opportunity to understand ourselves better and figure out, you know, is this something that I really believe in and will stand for? Or is this something I need to reevaluate? And he talks about with honesty, you know, a lot of people are fearful, but the Dali talks about really the core of their fear is that we're found out you know, making the quotation signs that someone's actually going to find out the type of person we are. You know, we, we use examples like how much TV I actually watch or how many like cans <laughs> of empty soda are in the, yeah, like the that, recycling that bin, Netflix, you know? Netflix, you know, binging on the, during the week or on the weekends. Yeah, and, I and, get it. You know, it's all those things. And that's that's part of the monastic life is, is and, you know, Tony Robbins, there's, there's all these different places that all come to these ideas. But going to the garden and pulling out the weeds, you know, looking at those things that, we know we're not proud of on our own and having that conversation of, is this something that I'm going to heal and solve on my own? Or am I going to go to the people who this may or may not be affecting right now, but it may affect in the future and, and say, Hey, look, this is something that I got going on and I want to talk about it. And, and where, you know, those are all very big steps. And I don't know if anyone else, my, my chest just clenched up a little bit when I'm talking about it. Um, but that's where the Dali is going with this is if you really want to breed pure happiness in life, you have to be comfortable and be be ready to answer for the way you live your life. You almost got to be uncomfortable. Oh. I mean, I mean, because there's certain things out there that you 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 want to express, but in you in your own heart, you're like, what are you know? You got that bo- that thinking of like, what are other people gonna say? The social what are people, thing. The social thing. What are other people going to think? You know, I was like, you know, go on social media. You know, everybody's happy. Everybody's doing great. That's bullshit. You know, <laughs> we all have our days. I have my days. You know, so it's like, you know, putting yourself out there and, you know, whether it's to your spouse or your friend or your family or your best friend or whomever it is, you know, you know, sometimes you got to put that out there and, you know, put the truth out there. And, you know, it will and it will make you feel better. The, there's that old proverb, right? It's probably a Chinese proverb. The the truth will set you free. The truth will set you free. And I mean, how? Uh, hopefully, we've all had an opportunity to experience this sometime in our life when we have something that's really dogging at us, and we say, "Hey, look, I need to take responsibility for this, and I need to start the process." Right? And and oftentimes, the healing process starts with ripping off the bandaid, which is, you know, that yeah. instant pain, and you know you're gonna have to to answer for it. But once that happens, then it allows us the opportunity to to, to grow to, to 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 solve that problem whatever it may be and i've gone through that in my life in so many different ways and so many different times where you know you bottle something up and you don't want to talk about it even in you know with your own wife or you know like that but once you do that you know i've had instances where it was like she'll tell me you just got to tell me you just got to talk to me i can't help you unless you tell me yeah <laughs> I tell my four-year-old the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I just turned 51, man. <laughs> um, and that just goes on through life, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, but but it's that, that trust and that communication. And I would assume that once, you know, you let the floodgates open and, and there's open communication, now you can start working on yeah. whatever that issue is. And uh, I'll, you know, I'll be very transparent with this book, Rob. This is... This is a book that's been very important to me. It's been a huge change in my life, but it is outside of a lot of folks' comfort zone. Not only is it not like a direct business um, application, but it also 
is a spiritual book that's not Christianity, which is the the core religion in which most of us grew up. So yeah. it is. Th- this is again a book for students. But my goodness, um, there is a lot of peace. There's a lot of calming here. Um, I think compassion and patience. Especially, you know, talking about our enemies, like praying for our enemies and saying, "Look, I don't know what's going on with them, but p- like help them understand. I'm trying to make it work, or you know, help me understand what they really need. What what they're actually, you know, their thing is they don't want to talk about." Help me understand what that is so I can address it. And he just, the Dali talks about compassion and patience throughout all this. And um, I, I feel, you know, reflecting on the past couple of years um, that when we have that mindset of I'm in it for the long run and we can make it work and that other person isn't A, B, C, and D that's different from me, they're a human and we have a lot of commonalities. And once we get this figured out, we can all be happier. So. No doubt. So the art of happiness. So, you know, go out there and whatever you're doing, pick up the book. I mean, or read it or just go. Audible is go. great. They have a, yeah. a Tibetan guy who does the reading. So it sounds, I mean, it, it clicks very well in, in with the audio. So if, um, if you're looking for an easy way to work through it, Audible. There you go. There you go. The art of happiness. Uh, what is the book for October, Jackson? Our October book is going to be Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And if anyone is in more that YP stage of their life right now. Uh, maybe they're within 10 years of, gra- they've graduated college in the last 10 years, they're just starting a family. Rich Dad, Poor Dad totally changed my paradigm on how money works. And anyone can benefit, but specifically if you're just building your, your financial life, it is a great tool to really understand when you are quote unquote working, right? When you're doing stuff, who's benefiting from that now and who's benefiting in the long run. And hopefully that's a carrot enough to get you to pick it up. It's a short book, less than 200 pages. It's a classic, classic, classic. So it's an easy book to read. And when I got started investing in flipping houses almost 10 years ago now, that was the first book I read. Is that right? It was. It was the first book I read to get started into investing properties and just following Robert Kiyosaki and what he did. And, and it really, and, you know, I have a duplex that's paying for my house. So there's a you know a good example of you know how that works. It's it it's incredible. And I'm excited for the conversation. It's going to be on October 24th at Bar three, Louis. At Bar Louis Brookfield. We always meet at 3 p.m. They um, have a partnership with us where we uh, have happy hour pricing for drinks and appetizers. I had two appetizers yesterday, <laughs> lunch and dinner <laughs> lunch at the same time. Yeah, that was um, awesome. <laughs> but yeah. um, it, it's it's a great time. You get to be around um, leaders. You know, leaders are readers. And, um, you know, we, we study a book, we get to relax, we get to network. It's really um, a nice, nice combination of three things that I think a lot of the, the small business entrepreneurs in the area um, have been excited about. Yeah, no doubt. And I'm just going to plug this in here, just kind of a tease. In November, um, the 21st, I believe it is, Jackson, that we're actually going to uh, record our meeting. And so we're going to actually have a live podcast um, the Go-Giver. The Go-Giver. Um, again, a classic. We picked this book because it is a little shorter. It is a little bit easier. It's it's another um, parable-style story, as if like if you read The Alchemist with us, where you're just reading a story, and then there's all these lessons that come out at the end. No doubt. And we, you know, we'd love to get as many people into just maybe maybe reading a book is outside your comfort zone. Maybe this podcast is a big step, yeah. and that's awesome, but we'd love to get you in. We'd love Come to Come in you here and share and your opinion and, and be on a podcast all at the same time. So, oh, 
Yeah. <laughs> All right. So don't anyone, be, don't be scared. Uh, on that, on the twenty first, or anyone who comes can use that um, can use that link to put on their own social stuff and yeah, talk no about doubt. being talk active. About. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks, Jackson. And uh, just to let you know, uh, Jackson and I, we're gonna end this one. Uh, we're always having a good time. Um, I appreciate you, Jackson, and, and sticking with me for the last year and, and moving forward with this. And uh, we're going to stop this one, and we're actually going to record another podcast here in a few minutes that's going to go out either next week, Monday or Tuesday, and we're going to talk about fourth quarter planning. So stay tuned.